This is Biz Radio host Joanna Patrice Haggerty. I am the founder of JPH Creative Biz and Art Hero, a workforce development organization. My mission is to support and galvanize artists and creative entrepreneurs because art heals and connects. I believe that by activating creativity, we synthesize change. Come connect with me on Instagram at JPH Creative Biz. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative leaders, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Christina Hall. Christina brings her passion for team building, growth strategy, and brand development to her role as president and co-founder of Ginger's Revenge, the first and only brewery in Asheville specializing in the production of alcoholic ginger beer. Prior to founding Ginger's Revenge, Christina spent over 13 years in the food and beverage industry and a decade in fundraising and communications for nonprofit organizations. Ginger's Revenge has grown over the last five years to now be distributed in over 550 locations throughout North Carolina. In 2019, Christina was named Women Up's Rising Star. She currently serves on the board of the Asheville Chamber of Commerce. I brought Christina on to talk about her experience as a female business owner and what it's like to hit five years in business. But first, Christina, thanks for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. It was so nice when my assistant and I were thinking about some new people to bring on and we were really thinking about highlighting some of this amazing growth that a lot of businesses like yours are having even during such a difficult time. So five years. Congrats. Thank you. I know it feels like such a huge milestone to get to. It really is. And we were talking before we even got on air about how much of a bigger milestone that is through COVID. So before we kind of dive into that world, why don't we wind the clock back and really talk about what it was like for you to make the decision to leap out of nonprofits and out of this other work and to really go ahead and take co-founder and president role of a company on? Absolutely. I, you know, I started working for young family owned small businesses when I was really young, probably in middle school. And so I just grew up working and being around entrepreneurs. And so I think I kind of got that bug very early. Um, knew early on that I wanted to have my own company one day and just didn't really know exactly what that looked like. Um, My fellow co-founder and now husband, David, and I met, gosh, back in 2009 and kind of similar. He had the entrepreneur bug too. And we talked about several business ideas. I mean, we probably had 10 to 12 uh, before we kind of landed on the idea of Ginger's Revenge, um, which really sparked... um, in the spring of 2013, David had started making alcoholic ginger beer when we lived down in Panama, and we served it at homebrew festivals here in Asheville, and people just kind of went crazy for it. We got some awards for it, and we really felt like we were onto something. It's naturally gluten-free, so caters to that market as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did the first draft of the business plan back in summer of 2013, kind of sat on it for a couple years, and then decided to you know, finally start in uh, spring of 2015. And it took us about two years to get the doors open. Oh my gosh. Well, before we dive more into that, uh, what were some of the other business ideas? I'm so curious now. <laughs> give me give me a good one. 
Um, I think one of mine, like way back, this was probably like 15 years ago. At the time, there weren't any good paper planners. It drove me crazy. And so it would be really cool to start a company that made, you know, the right planners. Now there's there's a lot more companies out and some really good planners on the market. Um, We had talked about a like kind of bookstore um, bar concepts that kind of highlighted craft beers and then we would host people where they could talk about their hobbies yeah I mean but it seems like like, in a lot of ways though like you said the ginger beer was something so unique it caters to this crowd especially that was really hot in Asheville and it still really is but was really coming around like what are the alternatives to beer for people in our town and so I just think that makes a lot a lot of sense Yes. Yeah. It just seems like a great opportunity and it's such a nice blend. I mean, we sometimes say we run three different businesses, <laughs> have manufacturing portion. We have our tasting room that's open six days a week. And then we have our, you know, we do a lot of self-distribution. So kind mm-hmm. of like our distribution logistics company. So never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Well, let's talk about how you got to having all of those wings. You know, you wrote this business plan. Where did you go? What was sort of those early days like for you all? So for us, we really felt like there was a hole on the grocery store shelves. Um, there are there are more now, but at the time there were not a lot of alcoholic ginger beers. Yeah, I mean we're still not even quite its own category. Um, for example, there's not a competition we can compete in yet mm. um, with the World Beer Cup. Um, so still kind of growing the category, and we really wanted to make something you know, that we wanted to drink and see that on, on the shelves. And so, um, our initial business plan definitely focused on um, bottles and grocery stores and obviously partnering with bars and restaurants in terms of providing that beer alternative, um, for their customers. So in, in some ways, like our, while there've definitely been surprises and it hasn't gone according to plan, of course not. Um, (laughs) In a lot of ways, what we're doing now is, is pretty close to our original business plan. That's really amazing and exciting, especially again, given the landscape of the world. So were you guys using a commercial kitchen at first or did you go ahead and get a space right off the bat? I forget. We got a space right off the bat. So um, beer rules are kind of funny. You actually have to have a um, permitted facility before Mm. you can do any sales or marketing. So we had to take a huge leap, you know, have a signed lease, have floor plans um, to even be able to start selling or marketing. So I know (laughs) it was like a commitment. Yeah. Um, so we started out with 8,000 square feet, which is still the facility that we're operating in. Um, so we're really grateful for our, um, our our investors, our landlord, people who really believed in our vision yeah. um, because we, we didn't start out of like kind of a shared kitchen space. That's amazing. And so what was your flagship um, product again? What were the first couple that came out? So Ginger's Revenge Original is kind of our our flagship. That's my go-to. It's the driest one that we make. It's one Mm. of the bottle. Um, We also have our Lime Agave, which is one of the most popular ones on draft. Um, So that has that citrus and sweet. And then we have two other flavors that we bottle year round, but we are currently working on some new packaging projects. So hope to get those out in the world in the next few months. Oh, that's so exciting. So early days, you know, you have this facility of taking this big leap, you now have this product that people are, 
you know, maybe not even fully understanding or familiar with, right? Ginger beer doesn't have to be alcoholic. So what was that process? How do you get that marketing word out there? How did you really help people start to understand what you were providing? And and what did that look like? Absolutely. I mean, most people, when they would try our product for the first time, had never had an alcoholic ginger beer before. So there was a lot of um, customer education. And really, we focused on, you know, we didn't have a a lot of money for an advertising or marketing budget. Uh, I had a background in communications, and so does David, communications and marketing. And so we just did a lot of grassroots. We did a lot of beer festivals, a lot of tastings. Um, Our own tasting room has been amazing for that, just in terms of having a central location where people Mm -hmm. can come. Um, And then really focused on also getting the, the beer out in the market so people could try it. And then, you know, they get excited and come to our tasting room and try other flavors. Um, so it was just a lot of hard work and and grassroots marketing. Yeah, I love that. And I think in a lot of ways, <clears throat> those of us who have worked in marketing and in the entrepreneurial world get a little afraid, I think, of that guerrilla grassroots marketing mm-hmm. side. I think that a lot of times it's this concept of spending a lot of money in advertising and budgets. And one of the things that I noticed you guys did really early on from my perspective, was really involved the art scene, which is really big here, and really kind of made sure that the creative world was really aware of you, that you were involving them in label designs and murals at your place. So talk to me about why that felt really important for your brand and your business. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we were, so we worked with a local branding company, which is also another husband wife team, Atlas Branding, to do our logo design and our packaging design. And it was one of the first things we started working on back in 2015. Mm. Um, Knew that we really wanted our our package to stand out on the shelf. Um, And we wanted to celebrate craft and um, passion and energy. You know, those were kind of some of the things we wanted our brand to convey. And we came up with this just awesome, strong, fiery, um, female, redheaded drummer. (laughs) You know, it just became kind of like a just an awesome way of, of getting people excited and kind of communicating what we wanted to communicate. Um, we worked with brush can murals to bring that packaging design of ginger to life. Like it's a huge mural. It really is. Yeah. Room. Um, because we kind of have this musical undertone, uh, well, it's not an undertone, blatant music, <laughs> musicians playing on our packaging. Um, we wanted to have a space to host local musicians. So we started really early on hosting live music every Friday night. And then David and I also felt really strongly about using our business platform as a way to give back to the community that supports us. So have partnered with several different organizations over the years, um, arts or not, not art related, um, just to kind of celebrate that and, and bring in different art exhibits or, um, raise money for different organizations. Love that so much. And I just, I think again, bringing all of this creativity, staying connected to the community is such a part of marketing, right? For those of us, again, who are sort of in this professional world, I don't often look at marketing as this very static paper numbers conversation, even this content calendar conversation, I feel like everybody has in the digital space nowadays, like, yes, valuable, let's make sure beautiful content's going out, you're having engaging conversations. But 
build connections, build mm-hmm. friendships, build relationships, build that brand ambassador who's so excited to try your beverage and pass that on and do that through partnerships and philanthropy. I mean, part of how we know each other is through the festival I used to mm-hmm. run, Expand Fest, right? And that was all about community and that was all about bringing the arts and small business together in that way. And that's something that we are lucky that we have had in Asheville. But I'm really curious, how has COVID really impacted you guys' ability to support music and the arts and this tasting room? Like, what has that experience been like the last couple of years for you? Yeah, and it's definitely been all over the place. <laughs> we were... We were you know, shut down for in-person for several months before we decided to reopen. And we only brought back live music. I think it was September of last year. So September, 2021 started hosting live music again. And it was funny. I think we were out there with the tape measure and we were like, okay, I love it. Musician can still be six feet away from any of the tables. Um, so, and luckily there's a window right there and we've, we've kept our space open air, but it's, it's definitely been, a challenge and you know we pivoted we did um a table service model for over a year mm-hmm. um so we like had a host our tasting room manager was often functioning as our host and we were at 50 percent capacity and doing table service and um only you know recently switched back to a bar service model again so we've just kind of been pivoting as new things have come up. But what's interesting about that, I think because we were only three years old when the pandemic started, you know, that's that's kind of the life of a startup business. You're totally you're, you're pivoting all the time. Yeah. You, know, you gotta stay on your toes. And so um this was definitely a whole other layer to yeah. it. Um but we're like, okay, well this is just a new form of pivoting. <laughs> well and like you said, right, you have these different areas. You have manufacturing, distribution, a lot you know, the tasting part is important, but you didn't have your whole business model hinging on having people coming into your physical space too. So that I'm sure has made that somewhat a little bit easier as well. Absolutely. We had set a priority, you know, six months prior to to the beginning of the pandemic um, to push off premise. So grocery stores, Mm. And so it already had that in the works and it had already been onboarding new grocery stores. And I can't tell you how many times David and I looked at each other (laughs) the first few months of the pandemic and we're like, we're so glad we made that a priority. Yeah. Um, And then we had that opportunity, you know, um, to distribute through grocery stores as people were staying home. And it's been really cool to watch other breweries who maybe didn't even have packaging as a big part of their plan pivot and start getting packaging out where you can like go to the brewery and pick it up. So that's just been amazing to watch just the the resiliency and um, the creativity in terms of adapting to crazy circumstances. Yeah. And it is, it is really fascinating. I can imagine for your business to sort of having your own slight unique niche in the style and, and type of alcoholic beverage. But then also it sounds like when you talk a lot about the community for you, it really is that beer community that you feel really connected to and a part of, and you guys also go through a lot of the same struggles and trials and tribulations. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> also our, I mean, our amazing customer base, I mean, it would be yeah. like, 
every time that someone would pull up, because we were doing like um, dockside to go beer that people could order online. I mean, it's like I wanted to hug every single person <laughs> bought beer from us during that time. You know, um, it was just so amazing. We would have people that show would show up every week, yeah. and that was just you know beyond them like su- supporting us and like buying our products, just like the emotional support. I felt yeah. that was just amazing. Mm. Well, I love that. That feels like a perfect teeing up to talk about. Again, congrats on getting into year five. Tell us about when that date's hitting, what's coming up for you guys. Don't you have some celebrations wrapped around this whole We do. So our team has um, created an awesome schedule of celebration events. So it'll kick off Thursday, March 10th and run through Sunday, March 13th. We have live music every day. We have food trucks every day. We'll have special beer releases, um, prizes. We're going to be partnering with Habitat for Humanity all weekend. So Mm. a dollar of every full pour or flight sold will be donated to uh, Asheville Habitat for humanity and then we have some other fun things that'll pop up throughout the weekend too so people can definitely check out the full details on our facebook page um, but we're just excited to to party and celebrate all weekend i know again i'm sure as the mask mandates are are relaxing and things in the hospitals are going better and where people are vaccinated all of this is just really providing space for celebration and joy and and creativity and community again so i'm curious why um, Asheville Habitat for this particular celebration. Yeah, so um, David and I have both had the opportunity to do some volunteering and some builds with Habitat for Humanity. Um, we actually had the um, unique opportunity to do the Jimmy Carter build in Nashville um, in 2018. And so, you know, creating opportunities for home ownership is something that David and I are passionate about. And um, we partnered with Asheville Habitat, I think, for our three-year anniversary as well. Um, So yeah, it just felt like kind of a natural fit for five-year celebration. And, you know, we just have to give credit right now that, you know, with the pandemic, with just cost of rising, you know, everywhere, that housing really is a super big challenge. And we know that that's an issue specifically in Asheville. So it's amazing to have you not only have staff and have customers and all of this community impact you're having, but to also really think about what are the greater ways you can really support your community. Absolutely. I think I saw in uh, AVL today, either maybe a few days ago, that there are currently no homes under $275,000 for sale in Bunker yeah. County. Yeah, it's a pretty serious crisis, <laughs> to mm-hmm. say the least. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, you know, it's yeah. just really important that, again, you're in a business that's food and beverage that a lot of times people see as so far removed from housing. But again, you have staff, so you have to consider what you're paying them. You have to afford a living wage for yourself so you can stay here and keep your business going. You know, you have all of these things you have to consider. And that is a part of being able to thrive in a community. So I just really think small business owners are doing such hard work to make sure our community is really thriving. And I think Christina, you and Ginger's Revenge is a huge part of that for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I love the work that Just Economics is doing in terms Mm. of um, calculating 
living wage and and providing that certification opportunity to businesses. We're we're living wage certified, and um, a lot goes into the calculations and figuring yeah. all that out. So I think it's amazing. I love that, and I mean, I think it's important to note too. You know that you were named Women Up's Rising Star, and that you're also on the Asheville Chamber of Commerce board. Like you are stepping up into our community and really being a leader. And so, what does that mean for you to be a part of the Chamber of Commerce and to kind of get these recognitions? What does that mean for you? Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's kind of funny, right? Because, you know, you you definitely, you're like, oh my gosh, other other people deserve this. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like a funny feeling to own it. Um, and something that I, that I work on. Um, being a part of the Chamber Board has been amazing to just kind of plug into some of the bigger issues facing yeah. the business community. I mean, affordable housing. Affordable housing is definitely something that we talk about. Um, Childcare yeah. um, is another thing that we talk about. So it's it's been really nice to plug in and, and connect with. There's just such nice representation on the board of the Chamber of Commerce in terms of size of businesses. Um, and so many of the members are small businesses in Asheville. So, um, yeah, I think it's just an opportunity to continue those conversations about some of the bigger issues that we're facing in Asheville and work on um, partnering with other organizations on solutions. Mm. And, you know, that social entrepreneurship world is saying, hey, how do I take beer and make it work for these other ways? So the fact that you donate portions of your proceeds that you, you know, give to arts events that you are really showing up in those ways is just for anyone who is growing their company, for anyone who's really building a business right now, realizing that those are the businesses that are being able to stay sustainable. Because like you said, you had people showing up <laughs> when mm-hmm. we weren't, we weren't even seeing parts of our family members. We're like, I will go get my gender's revenge. Don't you worry. Yeah. Like, I can't go yeah. see grandma. Cause she might be. Yeah. My phone deliver a four pack to grandma on her porch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's just so beautiful and so powerful. Well, Christina, I hate that we have to wrap up today because I just feel like that there's so much wealth of knowledge that you have and so many exciting things coming up. But will you just let all the listeners know how they can learn more about Ginger's Revenge, how they can stay connected to you all and what's coming up? Absolutely. So you can visit our website, www.gingersrevenge.com or find us on social media at Ginger's Rev on both uh, Facebook and Instagram. And if you go to our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. We often have kind of little um, tip, tip, tips or perks in there that you don't see on social media. I love that. And as she mentioned, what do you say starting next Thursday, March 10th is a multi-day five-year celebration. So make sure you go to their website and their socials and check out all the awesome things you can be a part of. That's right. Yeah. It's at our tasting room, which is at the corner of Riverside Drive in Broadway. Great. Well, Christina, thanks again for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. And as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz. I would love to hear your show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.